Wednesday night. You know what that means. It means you are tuned in across any and all platforms to the Wrestling Inc. channel for what's all to be some uh, very entertaining Wednesday night ch chatter uh, amongst the three of us and amongst our wonderful audience of all things going on in the world of pro wrestling, mainly in AEW. Hello, boys and girls. I am Justin Labar coming to you here tonight on Wrestling Inc. Whether you're watching us, YouTube, Twitch, uh facebook periscope listen to us after the fact it's all good it's all gravy i'm here in pittsburgh north of the border is former wb sports entertainment referee of 20 years jimmy corderas and down south in beautiful puerto rico is our demon diva isa isa how are you tonight i'm great <laughs> nice scarf thank you thank you you know i've been wearing it for weeks it was about time it meant something <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, uh, our second uh, podcast of the week together, always uh, a joy. How 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 have you been the last forty eight hours since I spoke to you? No, I've been doing good. Uh, things are great up here north of the border, and uh, you know what? Hey, let's get to it. Interesting night, that's for sure, and some interesting thing topics to talk about. Absolutely. So I, I I'll start with this because I thought um, I thought the Dewey Foley, who's uh, Mick Foley's son and who was a former uh, WWE NXT writer. Uh, Dewey had a very fun tweet earlier today. He had a, he tweeted, you know, imagine the wrestling fans who just watched All Out, saw the end of it, went to bed, <laughs> and aren't on social media. And they tune into Dynamite tonight, and they went, what the hell? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so just to set the table for anybody who might be in that situation, uh, in case you missed it, CM Punk, of course, wins. Uh, there is no, you know, he, he, he beats John Moxley. He is the undisputed AEW world champion. Uh, that's how Dino, or that's actually how all out goes off the air. Also with MJF returning and staring him down. So that appears to be what we have coming up next. And then AEW does a live, they do live press conferences after the fact they, they, they have all the talent, uh, one by one answering questions from the wrestling media and CM Punk went on a, I mean, it, it puts his pipe bomb to shame. Uh, his famous one from 2011. He just goes on a, a, a firing spree about everything almost but the storyline of what he's working in. He, he She's shooting on Colt Cabana. Uh, and of course, their lawsuit. Colt Cabana has a once upon a time in a bank account with his mom. That's apparently pertinent information in, in, the, in the tirade. Uh, he shoots on the executive vice presidents, the Bucks and Kenny Omega, claims they couldn't manage a target. Big diss to those of you out there in the target world. Uh, takes more aim at Hangman Adam Page. All while his boss is sitting there next to him, kind of just letting it happen. Uh, and then we would find out after the fact that that happens. And then Punk goes back to his locker room. And those EVPs that can't manage a target, well, they managed to get into his locker room. And they apparently came ba uh, barreling in. And then after that, who knows who did what first. But what we do know is that a melee took place that went on for several minutes. Chairs thrown, bite marks happening. Uh, and to the point of that uh, we know that Tony Khan has uh, at least took some action up to this point we know that there's been some suspensions that have happened um so not firings but at least we know suspensions at the moment between uh make sure everybody uh, so you know, suspensions for the young bucks kenny omega um christopher daniels pat buck brandon cutler michael michael nakazawa nakazawa uh so they're all mm -hmm. it's, it's to some degree on the sidelines for the moment still unclear exactly what the status is of cm punk and a steel um i, I mean Obviously, Punk is no longer champion, as we'll get to in a second in the show. But also, part of the news is that Punk apparently injured, not 100%. So, even aside from discipline, probably couldn't have continued on, anyways, as champion. 
uh, Issa, I haven't got to talk to you about this. So uh, where we're at at the moment, I know one last wrinkle too, also coming. Uh, this is uh, being reported. Um, let's see, give the right credit here to. It, it was basically, it's basically believed that uh, several people, I guess, are, are kind of, uh, Meltzer was the first who said this, that um, uh, Mega, and I'm not going to sp- pronounce her last name, but she's AEW's chief legal officer. She is the, she is the second highest ranking authority figure behind Tony Khan, who's there at AEW, that apparently she was somewhere in sight or in setting of this locker room brawl that took place. So that brings a whole other legal aspect to things. Uh, Issa, unravel all of this for us. <laughs> I don't even know what you want me to say. It's a mess. It's a mess. I personally, first of all, I'm mad. I was supposed to be at All Out, and I missed it due to circumstances. And I remember telling Lucha Libre Online, what am I going to miss? A lame (laughs) press scrum after All Out? No, apparently I missed the one press scrum, right? But I'm not saying, I don't know. I don't, nobody will ever know the full story here. Whether CM Punk had a point or not, the way that he made it known to me, my personal opinion was completely unprofessional and unnecessary. And I am not surprised that there was some retribution afterwards of, of people being mad. And if you see your boss sitting there just taking it and not doing anything, what makes you think that people are not going to stop from having a backstage brawl here? Of course they are. Like, like the one person that looked the worst outside of the company overall was Tony Khan here. So I'm not surprised that it turned into what it turned into. Um, I have mixed feelings because I like the way that tonight was done. And I know we're getting to that, like video package. Let's not even mention what, why these titles are vacated. And let's just, because they do have to understand that not everybody's in this social media bubble. So why bring in that drama to people that might not know about it? But at the same time, there has been reports that there is some retribution uh, or some, I guess, disciplinary action taken against the elite. I really want to know there was another side to this brawl. So I want to know what's going on there. And with the CM Punk injury, are we going to try to hide it through it? Because none of this would have happened if it wasn't for those comments. And mm-hmm. there's a part of me that feels like, hey, as executive vice presidents, you probably should have been the bigger man here. But at the same time, the Puerto Rican side of me would have probably super kicked that door down too. So I'm 50-50 on this. Well, that's where part of me wonders that if, if the if the chief, you know, if, if, the, if the top legal officer was there did the evp say you need to come with us mm-hmm. you know did they rec- did they want to have a witness Did they want to have if tony khan and tony khan as, as far as we can tell the timeline tony khan's still in doing the press conference so if they can't get him do they get the second highest ranking person from the office and say come with us you know not with the intention necessarily of fighting the guy but having a verbal <laughs> confrontation and then it turns obviously physical uh, Jimmy, if, if 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 none of the fighting happens, if none of the actual physical fighting happens, if, if Punk just says what he says in his tirade, and that's that, and that's the end of the night, is he still? Do you think he's still subject to some kind of discipline? Well, he should be because he uh, again, uh, this is in a, a situation where you just took, you know, devastating shots at your superiors, whether you like them or not, whether you're on board with them or not, whether you're buddies or not, it's not the point here. The point is you have your boss sitting beside you and you are taking shots at everybody from Colt Cabana, which, uh, um, you know, kind of threw me off a little bit. Uh, you're taking shots at the EVPs and that sort of thing. And it, it, again, the biggest thing that is said tonight by both of you is it was very unprofessional. And this isn't the first time that um, 
this has come from uh, CM Punk. And I'm not saying that he has a, a, a long history of doing this, but there are times when he gets upset and he lets his emotions take the better of him. And this was definitely one of those situations where he was going to let it out regardless it felt like. Yeah. Whether he was asked the question or not, he was just looking for an opportunity. Punk was never asked about Cocavana. Sorry right. to interrupt you, Jimmy, no. but he was never asked. He came into that press scrum wanting to start a fight because there was there was no question asked in regards to this whole Cocavana thing. Right. And that's that's the part that again I will go on and say it unprofessional. Whether you have a point or not, the way that you went about it was extremely unprofessional. No, absolutely. And then, like you said, Justin, uh, having the the uh, second in command, so to speak, but the, also the legal representative there, man, you're opening a can of worms that could be potentially uh, uh, detrimental. And Justin, you and I were talking a little bit before the show. None of this is making them any money, at least not yeah. right now. It, it's if. You know, I know there are people out there who are conspiracy theorists, theorists, and saying this is some big elaborate work, and they're working everybody, the internet, and everybody. No, no, no. This, it, trust me, it's not. Well, and what people and people think it's so easy. Well, first off, the, the more people you have, it's it's one it's one thing when it's just two people. You know, it's one thing when it's you know Brett and Sean, and you have two people to mediate. And oh, by the way, one of them ended up leaving the company, and, and you know, it, or it's one thing when it's Brett and Sean. One thing when it's when it's uh, you you know Matt Hardy and Edge. This now has multiple people, but the problem is it's multiple people on one side and one man on, on an island on the other side. And so when people, when, when fans think, oh, well, this just, just turn it into, get them all just to make some money together and turn it into storyline. It's like, well, first off, it's a very weird uh, dynamic. It's not just a one-on-one, but even more importantly, like if you're, if, 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 and if you're a fan who thinks that I ask you, I, I counter you to think this, try sitting these guys down in the room and they obviously have a problem and you say, okay, guys, everybody's 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 in on this now let's try to like fool them let's try to like make money it's all just shake hands okay well it's a wrestling somebody's got to still lose somebody has to go out there and swallow pride and lose and it's like it's 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 so much more difficult just to have guys all of a sudden just take it and run with it uh, and, and make it a work so um you know i wouldn't hold your breath if, if that's what you're waiting as a fan to mm -hmm. see right now um I guess let's talk about let's talk a little bit more about CM Punk because he's gonna it's gonna segue everything into the start of, of the show and uh, comments from from Tony mm -hmm. Khan. Uh, so CM Punk. So it's like all right, let's look at the timeline here. He comes back a year ago, what have you? But then you know we look at here. He, you know he he beats John Moxley, but or you know he gets he gets the he gets the the, the, the title um, gets the world title injured. So then we have to have an interim. So then we get Mox as an interim. Then he takes on Moxley. Moxley beats him in a matter of like just in a squash. We all wonder why they give this away. Then they fight again here at All Out. Punk wins it, and then two days later, he's being—he's gonna have to—he has to vacate it again. It's like at this point, I must wonder: Are you better off any which way, just letting Punk go and just putting some space between this? And if you let him go now, it doesn't mean you can't bring him back if, if eventually cooler hits can prevail and what have you. But it's like it feels like it's such a start and stop presentation to the audience that it's just—it's—it's it's, it's, there's just no consistency. You know, at right. this point, I must just wonder, Jimmy, if is it just better just to like, maybe we just need to like let let let's let's let everybody try to miss each other. Let's let Punk try to miss AEW a little bit. Let's try to let AEW miss Punk a little bit. Let's just calm down and I because I, I don't know, you know. Right. I don't, I, I no, I get I get exactly what you're saying. This is the perfect opportunity, I think, for them to make some space, create some space between them, and everybody just 
you know, let sleeping dogs lie for now. Well, not sleeping dogs, but you know what I'm trying to say. Just hey, you, you, you go to your, your, your safe haven. We'll continue to do our business. And, and maybe in the future, if things work out, you know, we can possibly do business again and, and do it in a way where we can capitalize on this horrible situation that happened and turn it into a money-making venture. But, uh, I don't know if that can happen. I think maybe it would be best for them to part ways, at least for the time being now. Issa, have we seen the last AEW appearance of CM Punk? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's so much going on. I feel like if, if there was a way that you could get him to make it right with the rest of the locker room, because it has been reported that there's a clear division in the locker room now. And depending on how serious this injury actually is, because you go all in on the guy and he gets injured twice. It also makes you wonder how much are you willing to go all in on him in the, in the future. Um, however, if this is the last of CM Punk, it's like the saddest comeback story ever. He should have just stayed away from wrestling. Honestly, this isn't what we were all expecting a year ago when we saw him come back and cut the most baby faces of promos there is. And now this is what it turns into. It's, it's a tragedy, honestly. Yeah, I mean, think of that time. I mean, I mean, you're right. I mean, here's a guy who, you know, obviously, you know, he even said in, in, in his tirade, he, he's old, he's, he's hurt. I mean, the guy's going to be 44 next month. Um, so he's not young. Um, yeah, you're right. Talk about the timeline, the comeback story. You know, has his last match in WWE at the Rumble here in Pittsburgh in 2014. Uh, has the crazy drama the next night in Cleveland behind the scenes in Raw. Uh, walks out. Um, we never see him again in wrestling for the next, what, seven or eight years. And then we think that we're finally going to get him to ha- get to, like, have his closure, have his finish his career on his terms at this new startup that's this alternative to WWE and, and lead this new bunch of talent and if this is the end of the line this exit might have ended uglier than the wwe exit yeah. you know? i mean we we heard about words in cleveland and behind closed doors with vince and triple h that probably weren't pleasant and that's just that's not the first person to have that situation but this is him swinging and chairs flying and people biting and dogs barking fighting each other in the locker room i mean uh this is insane yeah, this is I, I, I've, I've been witness uh, to a few altercations in the back in the past, but I've never heard anything to this extent. Uh, well, I haven't witnessed at least anyways. And the, the one thing people got to remember, too, that nobody is above the business or above the company you work for. You are a part of a group of people who are there for one reason. and one, Well, not just one reason. You, you're there, you are there to make money. But you're also there because you like what you do. You love what you do. There is a passion there. And you can see it from the guys that there is a passion there. But at the same time, uh, you got to sometimes put your ego aside and do business. Because that's what it is, the wrestling business. It's not my wrestling business. It's our wrestling business. It's all of us putting on a show together. Uh, yeah, and uh, we'll 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 uh, we'll get more on the on the mention or lack thereof mention of all the parties that we just discussed mm-hmm. uh, in the opening of Dynamite. But real quick, one other piece of news involving AEW and personnel and departure: uh, Fightful Select reporting that it appears that Malachi Black is done with all Elite Wrestling, at least for now. Um, it, it's believed that Black had, uh, in, the, in the tail end of the summer, had been requesting his release. AEW was saying no to that. Um, he's still wanted to be released, still unhappy with with how things have with his, I guess, the situation. I think there's also been some talk about 
unhappy with that situation, you know, affecting his mental mental health. Uh, and so Fightful Selects uh, believe, uh, saying uh, it's believed that Black is gone. He, he's, he's been cut loose from his obligations to LLE Wrestling. However, the release does come with some conditions. It basically kind of sounds like, okay, we'll let you out, but we will kind of impose some kind of non-compete, which is something that's very common, obviously, on the WWE side of things that we see all the time. Uh, we don't know if that's in fact what the condition is, but by, by the way it's being reported, it's kind of believed that there's conditions of you're not just going to go show up somewhere else tomorrow, that, that you're, you're going to you know, sit out for some period of time. Uh, Issa, this is this is an interesting one, not only because of the time right now and the and the what it looks like to all of us as third parties outside and what the chaos that's going on in the locker room, but also because Black was one of the big names to come over who was a success in NXT, who got weird treatment on the main roster from Vince. It seemed like one of the big names that was going to go get career retribution over in, yeah. in, in AEW. And so for him to be voluntarily saying this just wasn't as this grass is not as green as I thought it was. That's a, that's an interesting take. Yeah, I mean, Malachi Black's debut was absolutely incredible. You put him in that field with Cody at that time, and he just looked like a star. You let him go over Cody. And then after that, honestly, after the field with Cody, I can't remember anything of any significance that he has done. And he, he just, I guess he started so high that where do you go from there? They don't put him in the title picture, right? But I can't blame him for being upset when you change the entire presentation, everything that you do around Malachi Black. I personally didn't like him in a stable because that's what you do with everybody that joins AEW. But once I saw who was joining the House of Black, I was willing to give it a chance. And then just seeing that they weren't even in the like talks of becoming the first trios champion, I personally can't blame Malachi Black. I just hope that he's okay. That he's gonna be okay and and that he finds whatever mental peace he needs as of at the moment i mean there's a lot of speculation about why he asked for this release so i am glad that they were able to grant it based on those conditions jimmy we don't know the timeline but boy alistair black could be a hell of a foil for judgment day oh wouldn't that be something especially you know coming in and siding with uh, the rated r superstar no that's not. That's wrong. I, I I got the wrong guy. No, he could. He could be if if he's gonna be if he, if he could be a dark opposition to Judgment Day. He could be alongside Edge. Help. Uh, yeah. yeah or he could. Or he could be part of Judgment. I'm just saying. He's just you know just maybe, what's a hot yeah. act and raw. It looks like he could fit in that 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 window. Or maybe maybe he comes back and and you never know. I mean, there's also speculation about an, another return, possibly returning superstar to WWE who has that dark side character who's very creative and and inventive and. In Bray Wyatt, and maybe there's a new Wyatt family that includes uh, that has a black side to it. Lots, lots of fantasy booking can be done. Yes, all right, exactly. Uh, it needs to be done. We got super chats coming at us. Uh, she Black Dollar Nine Nine says, "Y'all about to make some money tonight?" Yeah, we got some to <laughs> some to go to here. So let's. So we even have some. This one I believe actually was um, <laughs> sent in before we even started recording. So uh, Zach Anderson, ten dollars, Zach. He said, so this episode reminded me of Flava in your ear. MJF and Mox are Biggie. Tony Khan is Puff Daddy and the Elite are in Punk are Rampage. It's okay without them. Okay. Yep, I agree. <laughs> uh, Corey Pride says, good point, Justin. Tony Khan plays to smart marks only. Um, well, it, it does It does feel like the show is geared towards them sometimes. Yeah. More than anything. And Well, uh, and, you know, it's funny. Punk even says... Um, 
and Corey had another comment here. He says, I, I will still watch for MJF, not happy about Punk. Um, you know, if you if you go back to that press conference, Punk even at one point says something about um, even he even I think it was when he was when he was ripping on the EVPs, he said and he's and he's accusing them of leaking stuff to the to the dirt sheets. Punk then even says because they just want to do stuff for their niche wrestling audience, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you're saying that you're kind of demeaning you're you're demeaning the company that you're representing if if you're claiming that the audience is just a niche internet audience that's not that's not how you're supposed to that's not how you want to have the public perceiving um the the company i don't know that comment uh, nobody's talking about that comment that was one little thing that kind of stuck out um to me that i I caught Mm. we could we could do probably like a two-hour analysis line by line of the things that he said no Uh, kidding we could freud it up Uh, antonio garcia uh, it's simple in order to have a successful sports or entertainment promotion you have to make it clear no one's above the brand and everyone is replaceable. Antonio, I agree 110%. Yep. You know, the, nobody is bigger than the three letters of the brand. That is, mm-hmm. um, and, 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 and that's, that goes back to again, and I don't, I'm, I'm not going to fault him in the moment because he certainly none of us expected Punk to do what he did. So certainly Tony Khan didn't. It's a, it's a sucky situation that Tony's stuck there again in the frame, just letting it happen. So it's like, okay, if you didn't do anything in the moment because you're kind of, blindsided you're you're a new younger promoter you have to take action now you have to take you have to make an example now otherwise the the reputation is that you just are Mm -hmm. you're just not the boss correct Um, absolutely so that's i mean that's why i think it's inevitable that punk probably has to i i think maybe one of the reasons why it hasn't come out yet that punk has been released is again if there was legal witness there, if there was actual from over here in the physical, you know, th- there might be some legal ramifications. And so it might be a case of like, they're being very careful about the protocol and order of, of what they do in the timeline of releasing yeah. him. I think that's probably why we didn't hear his name spoken uh, very particularly, which we again, we'll talk more about here in a few minutes. Yeah. But uh, I think, I think there's a lot of legal balls at, at risk here that is right. causing Tony Khan to do things a certain way. Again, and, and, and not doing it before the show. So that, that, overtakes everything and people mm-hmm. kind of forget everything else i mean let's not forget everybody punk leaves WWE, uh and there's a lawsuit that follows you know in, in the following years with he and the ringside visit i mean so it's like you know tony has to be aware he's got to have the, the legal advisement of like we know this guy is not afraid of being in a legal battle we in the courtroom right. we, we don't want to go there no. right so Lots of angles to look at. Okay, here we go. Uh, mm. Sega Genesis. Mm. Scenario one. CM Punk knew he messed up his arm bad on the dive in the match versus Moxley, and he was embarrassed knowing he'd missed extended time again. He entered the scrum, took it out on everyone else, and deflected from the arm. Oh, interesting thought. I, I mean, I, Sega I, has I, a good point. He does have a good point, but at the same time, he could have found a better way to do it instead of uh, how he did it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean. I. I. I could. I could buy into. He knew when he walked in the press conference. Like, yeah, I probably got to talk to the boss after this press conference. I'm probably going to be out again for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. Maybe that anger in him and frustration in him did help boil over to the rant that we got. But I don't think that it was mm-hmm. as calculated as calculated as. Oh, I'm embarrassed. So let me quickly find a way mm-hmm. uh, to <laughs> to get. To ultimately draw a fight to happen, so I can be taken off. Uh, but 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 I mean I will buy a little bit too. He knew that he was injured. He knew that he just won the world title. 
and that he probably wasn't going to be defending it for a while. I could buy into him being frustrated and somewhere in there that manifested some of the, the explosion that he had of, of the promo that he cut. Uh, I will, you know, uh, Kiri and George fans giving CM Punk the Hulk Hogan treatment doesn't sit right with me. Well, I, I, I mean, I don't know necessarily what you're trying to define as Hulk Hogan treatment, but I mean, I will say this, like, I mean, you know, you know, Hulk, Hulk does have the reputation aside from making a lot of money he has a reputation of, you know, he was kind of a, a standalone guy in some respects in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, again, how yeah. can you argue that Punk has not created that aura around him? It seems, but mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, Jimmy, you, you shared a locker room with Hulk. I mean, yeah. uh, any Hulk Hogan experiences? No, no, none really. I mean, like he, he, he was very, you know, cool. Obviously there were, you know, he had his own little space, but that was because the boys respected him and gave him that space. It's kind of like later on uh, someone like Undertaker. Undertaker mm-hmm. would change with the boys, but the boys would give Taker that taker area you know what i mean that's that's the dead man space and stuff like that so uh, and i don't know if punk was looking for the same sort of uh thing or not but uh uh, i didn't have personal issues with cm punk because uh, obviously i didn't i wasn't i guess viewed as a threat of any kind (laughs) you weren't going to take a spot yeah exactly so uh, i got along fine with him when i didn't speak to him but uh you know hey everybody has their own experiences with different people yeah all right, we got more to go here. Let's. Um, <laughs> uh, Andrew says Tony Khan should move Punk to Ring of Honor and bring back Scott Colton to Hate. Oh. <laughs> oh boy. Uh yeah, probably not, Andrew. I will say, um, I think eyes are more uh, focused than ever on when does Colt Cabana resurface on mm-hmm. a Ring of Honor match or an AEW match at this point. Right. Like yeah, he yeah, seems yeah. to be. Much more liked in the locker room than CM Punk, and I got to feel like right now there's a kind of a feeling of this poor guy got a, you know, just got verbally lashed for no, re- you know, it couldn't defend himself for no reason. For yeah. no reason. Nobody brought him up but Punk. Right. Yeah. So poor guys, who, who you know, probably sitting somewhere and probably wasn't even watching this press conference. Probably was doing whatever, and his Twitter right. probably started blowing up. Exactly. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, let's see here. Sorry, you guys have so many. Uh, Sega, again, this is who CM Punk is. He's the highest paid champion, Khan's favorite, has tons of stroke, but will forgo all of that to wage war over a petty issue that didn't really affect him that much, despite what the elite did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's, it's still kind of, again, he, he's... he's So again, one of the things with the EVPs, he's claiming and ranting about like that they that they were leaking stuff um, I think he's, he was claiming that the leaking stuff to the to to the media about you know that that that, that the punks the reason that Colts not on TV anymore and all this stuff mm-hmm. and you know so far you know Sean Ross Sapp and Meltzer you know all, you know a lot of the media are all coming out saying it wasn't them they 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 they're not the sources that we've been in contact right. with so right uh, that's a very interesting twist too is having you know normally in wrestling media you obviously don't you know uh, you don't acknowledge or deny who your sources are that that's they remain anonymous. Mm-hmm. Just how kind of wrestling media is. Uh, yeah. So to have have these to have these prominent wrestling reporters come out and, and unequivocally say, "No, that wasn't the source." Right. No. Yeah, and you know what? That it's good that they stay anonymous because I don't want to know who's who, who the alleged source is. Yeah, um, but that's yeah. just <laughs> Tony Starks. 
Random, does Brandon Cutler have footage of the brawl? I don't know if I'll be going to Arthur Ashe in a couple weeks since I'm a big elite and punk fan. Uh, first off, the Cutler thing, that is kind of funny. Like, I, I mean, you know, yeah, because they, they are always filming for... for yeah. I, I don't think, even if they do, I don't think that, that video, that, that video is only going to be seen maybe maybe in a, in a courtroom. courtroom. Um, yes. It, but that's right. You know, you have the Arthur Ashe Stadium here in two two weeks from today. And yeah, it, you know, based upon, again, we will get to Dynamite here in a minute. Uh, based upon what happened to Dynamite, it looks it doesn't look like you should be expecting to see uh, the Elite or Punk in two weeks from now. So mm-hmm. that is a potential harm of ticket sales uh, or, or tickets that have been sold. And, and do they get put back out on the market? I don't know. I will say all of these AEW backstage vlogs probably got the most views they ever gotten, and they mm-hmm. all just clip baited the crap out of us. Sammy Guevara, mm-hmm. being the elite, all of them talked about this, and then you went and watched the video, and there was nothing even Fisher about this. Hey, mm-hmm. let them get those YouTube views. Why not? Tremendous. But I will say I have I watch BTE every week, and I don't think I've ever looked forward to an episode like I did this week. Yeah. <laughs> so it worked for them. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and to this point about the footage of the brawl, I know it's kind of like probably a joke here by Tony, but I tweeted this before Dynamite. Like, certainly there's a lot of buzz about AEW this week, but I did mm-hmm. tweet and I was just trying to like kind of bring people back to reality. I wasn't trying to be a, a buzzkill, but I was like, you know, I saw people like claiming, oh, this is going to be the biggest Dynamite ever. It's guaranteed above a million viewers. And I'm like, look, all the drama that everybody's talking, and no, nobody's talking about MJF. Right. All the drama that everybody's talking about, none of those parties involved in that are going to be on tonight. So if you think that you're going to see like, footage that's going to pop up from back like it's that's not happening like so that's why it's kind of like don't go into tonight's dynamite thinking that you're going to like the dynamite's going to start and punk and the bucks are going to be brawling out the tunnel like that's not happening right right now so no it's hard to imagine what people were expecting obviously people were expecting some kind of announcement of some sort i do love the fact that they didn't reference exactly what happened and and got didn't go into detail about it and kind of just left it they they just went about their business so to speak and i and that i do applaud them for well some people like that some people didn't uh, another super chat here david i blame snoop he gave aew the death row vibes <laughs> oh that's, that's a great super chat uh, yeah. <laughs> that might be, the, that might be the, the the best one of the night um i think we'll do we'll, we'll do one more and then we'll get into the, the start of the show here sure. uh sega again this is did we already we do this already one, read that one. Uh, we already, yep. all right sega we already got that one all right all right, we'll get we'll get some of the other one, other ones here as we uh, mm-hmm. as we come across the appropriate time. Right. All right. Um, so we start off dynamite. They show the video package. Uh, if you missed all out, they show MGF basically returning it all out. Uh, it is interesting, uh, clearly, and this is the first thing we're seeing. We're all wondering how it's going to go. They clearly make no visual even mention of CM Punk. They just show MJF coming out. You know talking that he won that's his belt we don't even see cm punk we don't even see cm punk in the opening dynamite intro video we then go to a what is obviously a pre-recorded backstage announcement from tony khan where he addresses that the both the trios title which of course was held by the bucks and kenny and the aw world title held by punk that both these titles are going to be vacated and we are now on a quest to crown new champions the trios championship will be crowned tonight and a match between Death Triangle and the, and the versus Best Friends and Orange Cassidy. And then he announces for the world title a tournament that's going to start tonight, a Grand Slam tournament that's going to start tonight. Uh, the wild card round being Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson. The winner of that goes on to face Jericho in the semifinals. The other wild card is Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen. The winner of that goes on to face Moxley in the semifinals. And then the finals would be happening two weeks from tonight 
September 21st at Arthur Ashe Stadium at the Big Grand Slam show. Um, so once again, having to claim and crown a new world Why champion. Why did Jericho get a bye, but Hangman didn't? Hangman has been a more recent champ than Jericho. I, Maybe I don't know. Jericho did get win some pay-per-views, which Hangman hasn't in a while. I guess that's my best yeah. guess here. But it was weird who ended up getting the bye onto the next round of the tournament. If we're going to base mm -hmm. it on former world champs, I feel like Hangman should have been allowed to move on without having to qualify. Uh, yeah, I mean, we could probably um, uh, we could probably have a lot of debates over uh, who should have been uh, who who gets the buy or what have you. Um, you know, that's, that's something else. To keep, I mean, it's a fair question. He's, I guess, that's something yeah. else to keep in mind here uh, that I was thinking about is that you know this all transpired over the weekend yeah. as as Tony Khan is having to deal with this, having to play principle and figure out wh what he's doing here discipline fire whatever the guy still has a show that he has to write and oh by the way rewrite right. now mm -hmm. um so i, I mean I, I think kind of you know part of this is like a tournament's kind of a smart idea because a tournament can help just kind of fill time just with match and that's the storyline is a tournament um and so I, I think he probably was just looking at okay what are matches that, that have stories obviously page and danielson that has a story uh versus putting jericho in that first mm -hmm match against Danielson when we just saw that on the page. You know, so I think that's probably just a matter of I don't yeah, think and to, give him, and to give him credit for something that might have just been put together today, I love these brackets. Compared to the last time that Punk had to relinquish and we had that weird yeah. battle royal between people that didn't even deserve to be in the battle royal just to go face on Moxley. Here, I feel like a lot of people could become number one contender, you know, based out of the yeah. names the name value on this tournament. So I will give them that. It was just weird to see the two former war champs get the bye and then Hangman have to battle out on the first round mm -hmm. where he is also a former war champ. And I know that a lot of people want to involve Hangman in, in all the drama that we spoke about. However, it's been confirmed by multiple sources. Hangman was out of the building before mm -hmm. any of this went down. Yeah. And if you think about it, Hangman went into business for himself according to Punk and Punk got his receipt back when he called him out on that live promo so if we're talking mm -hmm. old school wrestling that should have been the end of that it wasn't mm -hmm. but that should have been the end of that however hangman had nothing to do with anything that transpired this weekend mm -hmm. right yeah very um, fair very fair point yeah so i mean a grand slam tournament um yeah which i mean it's not a surprise i mean i think i think we kind of figured they go the tournament route they often do that mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean they're just having to completely rewrite the next few weeks of tv not just for the mm -hmm. world title but for the trio's title as well okay. uh as we'll get to here in a second um <laughs> okay uh drew anderson uh 9.99 subscribe to the wb network uh drew anderson uh justin and isa's personal dislike of punk makes them <laughs> overlook that punk was right <laughs> Page oh and the God. EVPs caused all of the drama with rumors spreading in the first place. They were mad because he called them out. Garbage take, in my opinion. It's not a garbage take. No. There's no. a way and a place no. and a time to do this. And I never said that Punk didn't have a point. He might have had a point. It was the way that he went on about it that I personally mm -hmm. didn't like. I being... Uh, very fair supporter of CM Punk. I didn't get to watch CM Punk's 2011 run. The one that everybody talks about, I didn't get to watch that. I was busy going to college. Priorities, right? So mm -hmm. with seeing him come back to WWE, I was ex I'm was i sorry, to AW, I was very excited for this run and to say that it's been less than I haven't been 
impressed by it. I will tell you that much. Every pay-per-view that CM Punk has been a part of his match is not the match that I'm talking about at the end of the night. It's just, it's not. Right. Look at right. all the pay-per-views that he's been a part of. He hasn't been it when it comes to match of the night. I think he was unprofessional, and I personally think that the elite going and possibly super kicking his door down and having a throwdown is also unprofessional. I think this was a lose-lose situation for everyone involved. Yeah, I mean, I, I, Drew, uh, Drew, or uh, Jimmy, anything you want to say to this before I answer Drew here? No, I, I totally agree. I, it's I, Yes, everybody's pointing their fingers at CM Punk like he's the lone culprit in this whole thing. But everybody involved in this, you know, he called out the EVPs. And yes, you guys are executive vice presidents. You need to act like it. Unfortunately, yes, you're part of the roster as well as being uh, part of the office. And that's one of the challenges of when you're part of both office and you're one of the boys that you have to be the bigger person at times. And you can't let these things uh, turn into a, a melee like it did uh, on Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah. Look, for, bottom line, nobody in this situation, no party. Hangman Page and, and Cole Cabana, I feel bad for. Mm-hmm. Hangman Page has been getting sh- shot on and, and Cole Cabana, the guy wasn't even there. But everybody else, the EVPs and, and Punk, they're all at fault. Tony Khan's at fault. They're all at fault. Tony looks terrible sitting there. Again, I, again, I, I still think he should have turned to the sound guy and said, mute his mic, said, okay, no more questions for CM Punk. we got more talent to bring in. And and and, But everybody looks bad in one way or the other. Nobody looks professional. Nobody looks competent. Nobody, Nobody's making money off of it. But Drew, you're you're entitled to your opinion, uh, and this I it's not a personal dislike. It's, it's CM Punk, my favorite person. No, but I also was uh, as, as excited as anybody last year to see this return to and, and see the uh, the the see the energy behind the the worst kept secret, which was his return. Uh, so it's yeah. not like I'm sitting here. Whatever it's whatever I'm not gonna. Well, but, it's not a but, personal dislike. The yeah. whole thing was just it, it was tasteless on everybody's end. Like just mm-hmm. seeing CM Punk handle that press scrum like that in a question that wasn't even asked. And maybe you want to get your story out there in regards to Cole Cabana. That's fine. But then he went on and on. He didn't let out. And then after that, hearing what went on afterwards, I personally think it was just unprofessional on all parties involved. I'm not just saying punk. I'm saying the elite as well. You guys are EVPs of this company. and Maybe that wasn't the right way to handle it. I mean, there, there's just, and we're never going to hear the right story here. There's CM Punk side, there's the elite side, and then there's the truth, which we might never get. So Ultimately, this is a personal thing. It was just as somebody that has worked corporate for a very, very long time, I didn't like the way this was handled at all. Oh, I can't wait for Dark Side of the Ring to get a hold of this one day. Um, <laughs> but, but Drew, here's the thing, too. If, if, again, the EVPs did not act appropriate from all that we can tell. However, I, I actually think of this. If, if, if they were upset, if they were, you know, like, you know, kind of going around going, you know, like, this, 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 this punk guy, like, Here's these guys in, in Omega and the Bucks who, from the ground up, uh, took a big gamble to then partner with a billionaire, first-time ever promoter, Tony Khan, super fan who got a real passion, has got the pockets for it, but has never done this. They decided to partner with him and Cody Rhodes and to launch this thing from, from scratch, knowing full well that they could be dead in the water within a matter of months. Mm-hmm. You know, all, all, all the risks they took, all the time and effort they put into it, not just the time and effort in the office, but all the time and effort they put out in the ring. Um, and then you have a guy come in making more than anybody else who's supposed to take you to the next level, 
who's supposed to move the needle publicly and who's supposed to bring the lot this this young locker room of men and women along and teach them you know, a guy who's worked WrestleManias against the Undertaker has worked John Cena has worked has been on the biggest stage in, in wrestling history uh, and he's supposed to be a guy that's going to help elevate and, and take the company to the next level to be a viable competitor to WWE. So if you're the EVPs, you this guy come in, and he's supposed to be doing all this, but then within a matter of year, has caused a friction, has caused a you're either with me or you're against me kind of mentality. And that's not me just going off of hoobaloo on the internet. That's me going off of what people there have conveyed. And oh, by the way, it's not the first time this guy has done it. He did it at his previous employer. Mm-hmm. Okay? It, it, at some point, you have to start to find trends. And so if you're an EVP that built, that built some of this from the ground up and you're still in your young infancy, and oh, by the way, you're starting to feel pressure. Your competition in WWE is catching momentum, and there's other morale rumors out there going on. And this, and, and then, so you're already feeling that, okay? You're feeling that. Maybe you just keep it to yourself. Maybe you keep it in your inner circle. And you're like, all right, maybe maybe after we get through this big show, maybe after Arthur Ashe, maybe we need to, like, see if we can sit down with Punk, sit down with Tony, and try to, like, get on the same page. But before you can even do that, the guy grabs a live mic at a press conference and just starts to just air everything out all the dirty laundry like if you're an evp i'm, I'm not saying they're right but drew what i'm saying is from their perspective this guy decided to make it public and he's yeah. accusing them of making it public by leaking it and so far anybody mm-hmm. in the wrestling media is coming out saying it, it, it wasn't them that leaked it so right. it, there's yeah. just again nobody's writing this but yeah and ultimately um the whole the whole aspect of this, like whether you want to make it personal or not, maybe he needed to tell his story about Cole Cabana, right? Maybe. But he did say that he had gotten his receipt against Hangman. But if you go back and watch the promos that Eddie Kingston cut on him, MJF mentioned Cole Cabana by name on one of his promos during during their feud. Hangman didn't even do that. So at this point, it almost feels like, do you have a personal vendetta against Hangman here? Because everybody has brought up the exact same issues. Mm-hmm. Nobody in the locker room likes you. This has been something that has been brought up. And maybe CM Punk is fed up with that being brought up. But, I mean, it, it creates good feels. So you need to figure out which which way do you want to go. Do you not want anybody to bring that up and we just wrestle? Or do you want the story to feel more real? There, there's a lot of aspects here that, that needs to be discussed. This isn't a personal thing. I personally wanted to see the CM Punk run be a success. I'm a wrestling content creator. The better that wrestling does, the better than I do. So I never want any wrestling company to fail or to be having this drama. I want them to do well and to have all of the audience because that's better for all of us, ultimately. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, Gregory, great question. I wonder what Warner Brothers Discovery th- thinks of all of this, especially with the TV negotiations coming up. Yeah, they said bring back MJF. That's mm-hmm. what they said. Yeah, and, I, and I'll tell you what, that's a very good point, Gregory, because that's, as of right now, that's where the money is, not pay-per-view. Pay-per-view is still a place where you can make money, but right now the big money is in television, television contracts, and Warner Brothers is a big-time television company, so uh, 
they're people you don't want to get questioning mm -hmm. whether they should continue, not just, I'm not talking about whether they're going to take them off the air or anything like that, expand their business with them. And that's what they're looking for. They're looking to expand their business, especially now that they have ROH and that sort of stuff. So they're, they are shopping their product around. So, you know, well, you, don't want, you, want, you don't want to rub them the wrong way. Well, you also don't want your corporate TV distributors to be like worried about like, oh my God, like you guys are having fights in the backstage and we have like legal charges coming. You know, somebody got hit with a chair, somebody got bit, you know, like, like yeah. that's, that's a, just a PR nightmare. So, I mean, mm -hmm. you know. Again, I'm not thinking, they're, like you said, Jimmy, I don't think they're going to take it off the air, but it's just, um, you know, perception is reality and, and what your value is and how, how much of a pain in the ass you are to, to deal with. Mm -hmm. uh, Danny says, with all the controversy going on today, doesn't it make you wish for the simpler times of OnlyFans' scandal? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. Just when I think we go on these podcasts and I think, oh, this is going to be the craziest news story we have all year, we just continue to get shot down. <laughs> yeah. This year has mm -hmm. been absolutely insanity when it comes to yeah. covering wrestling. Mm-hmm. And we and we still have three more months. <laughs> yes, uh, we still have three more months. Mm -hmm. Tina Miller, a great fan. Tina says, "Super chat money to Wrestling Inc. for Nick Hausman handling that scrum like a champ." Punk came after mm -hmm. him for zero reasons. Kudos to Nick. Uh, yeah, yep. Nick. Again, Nick. Nick was Nick didn't even he did Nick did not try to instigate anything. Nick Nick is somebody who yep. Punk knows. Nick has worked with Punk and Cole Cabana in the past. They're all in Chicago. It's almost like Punk looked at Nick, and again, like that little thing was like, oh. Nick's Nick knows us. Nick is Chicago, and just that's my segue to unload on Punk or unload on Colt. Um, yeah, even when Nick said to him, "I'm not Colt Cabana's friend," he was like, "Well, that makes two of us," and he still went on on his rant. So it was almost like Nick almost killed his his you know entryway into the topic, and yeah. he still managed to find a way around that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know we should we we probably should I probably should have called Nick. We probably should have had Nick on for this segment so Nick could oh, like, yeah, again yeah. clear clear cleared his name that he was not yeah. trying to like <laughs> instigate. Poor Nick, we love you, Nick. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, uh, let's uh, jump back into the program. Yeah. So uh, we get the tournaments, and then all of a sudden MJF comes out, Bills jersey and all in Buffalo. He is there to. It's like he's Buffalo's favorite son. He's smiling. He's jogging. He's he's kissing babies. Um, gets the fans chanting AEW. He has the fans give themselves a round of applause. I mean, this is just an a, 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 a MJF like we've never seen before. Um, says he's going to win that world title. Makes a point and never ever mentions CM Punk's name. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was very vague on any on any on any you know references to to the drama and the big elephant in the room. Uh, it just looked like he's just the He's there as the baby face, and he's going to be there to take this title. And then he's interrupted by John Moxley, who comes to the ring, who says, "You're full of crap." And that then prompts MJF to go ahead and drop his baby face facade. He rips the Bills jersey off. Uh, you know, hates the audience once again. Uh, old old MJF returned. He says that world title is just a bargaining chip, so that way uh, he can help use it as a bargaining chip, so he can go work with his buddy Cody Rhodes, so he can go work for the actual only con that matters in wrestling in reference to Nick Khan. So he, he's quoting Triple H, the game. Uh, so back to saying that he is team WWE when it comes time to be. Um, Moxley, uh, MJF, then it looks like we're going to get some physicality. MJF slides on out. Uh, before we get into Moxley's promo, MJF certainly, uh, you know, out of, out of the big piece of news that ended Sunday, he is the one thing we knew we were going to get to see tonight. <laughs> Jimmy, did MJF? What did you make of his promo? Uh, 
do you agree with it? Was this the right way to use him on the heels of all this drama? No, absolutely. I thought it was great because he was going to get cheered regardless of what he did when he first came out. So why not tease the audience, have them think, oh, we're getting a different MJF now. Here he comes with the Josh Allen uh, jersey on and he's really, you know, playing the role of a babyface hugely until he gets interrupted by John Moxley. And then that's when we see the real MJF come out. And it worked because now he turned on the crowd, he turned on the bills and the crowd started to boo him. Yeah. which is the reaction you want. And it's not the, Hey, I love this cool heel. He's so good at, you know, he talks so good and he, you know, he's so entertaining. I got to cheer him. He got the crowd to boo him. And that's a sign of what a great heel can do. Issa, you're wearing the scarf. I, first of all, shout out to AW with the way they played it out on Sunday for NJF, because I told you guys I didn't think it would make sense for him to just show up at the Casino Battle Royal just like that. So the way that they kept him hidden, even though you kind of knew based on the mannerisms who he was, and presenting him the way they did at the end, it was excellently executed. Not talked about enough because of all the drama that went on after, but I really thought creatively that was a perfect way to introduce NJF back into the scene. Tonight, I love this. Like, this man has range. If you didn't see it tonight, the fact that he could go and probably become the biggest face on AEW's roster right now, and then just the way that he turned it around right away, made me just realize how much I missed him on the mic for the last three months. I'm happy to see him back, and I think it's the perfect heel move to say, why would I put myself in a tournament when I have a ship that allows me to fight for this title any time that I want? So why would I put myself through that physically? And while he hurts that we're not gonna, we might not see him in the ring for a couple of weeks, I do think it's the smart choice for MJF, the character that we know, to do. And at the same time, you're just waiting. You're just waiting for it to go heel. All first 20 minutes of Dynamite today were flawless. From the announcement, the way they were done, keeping the drama aside, saying, hey, these titles are vacated and this is how we're going to handle it, to NJF cutting a babyface promo, to Moxley showing up, which we'll get into. I personally thought those first 20 minutes of Dynamite today were pretty much perfect television. Uh, John Jordan, uh, Super Chat, saying uh, Tony Khan addressing things via tape versus live. No punk or elite in the intro. Jericho spoiling Hangman and Danison matches promo. We'll get to that. Just a few things to note. Um, yeah, I, I th- Jimmy, I think Tony Khan doing this via tape was the right thing. Yeah, uh, I, I know some people might think it's a Me cop too. out, but but I think first off, no. we again we have to think again we have to think also just again legally and allow us to read off a teleprompter and, and get this exactly right. Wording is key right now. Uh, exactly. Also. He goes out there live. The fans Ooh. could overtake it. And and, and, yeah. and Tony Khan's yeah. not a guy who's normally out there on a live mic. So it's not like he's a seasoned performer. So uh, if he goes out there live, he could get chewed up if he tries to to cut this promo. My biggest right. fear was yeah. him going live with whatever announcement yep. he had to make. I was like, make it short, simple, to the point. Just get to it. I personally thought it being pre-taped was the best choice to make. Absolutely. It was the best choice to make because that crowd would have just – overtaken everything and dominated that whole thing. He wouldn't have been able to get a word out edgewise. So doing it that way was the smartest way to go. And it, like you said, it was quick. It was to the point and 
he left out certain particulars that needed to be left out. And right. there's that genius factor of you just got done listening. And 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 Jimmy's point, because Jimmy made this point last week about how AEW sometimes doesn't give you time to process. I felt that way because we went from that announcement to NJS music hitting. You have no time to even try to take in what Tony Khan just told you because you've been waiting for this moment for months and you're going to move right on and get into the show and pretty much forget about this pre-taped segment. So while it was done the right way, I wish I would have had a second to breathe in and take in what Tony Khan had just said. I got nothing against Tony Khan, but I will say this Sunday, my Washington commanders take on his Jacksonville Jaguars. I hope Tony and the Jacksonville Jaguars are a little distracted with his, with his drama so we can get a leg up on our season over, by the way. Uh, it's all on purpose. Uh, Zach Anderson, five dollars says MJF is a rock star. He feels like a return of to what AEW 100%. is. Oh yeah, the, 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 you talk about money. MJF is money. Yeah, yep. Yeah, he Luke, is it. He has it. He has it. He has the genesis. Uh Lucas Davis. <laughs> CM Punk is done wrestling just due to age versus value. TK needs to do more damage control. If MJF is going to be his new number one, who is number two? The person that came right after, right after NJF, because I thought this was the best thing mm. that Moxley has done promo-wise. It was passionate. Oh. It was real. It felt like a real locker room leader moment for Moxley. I thought this mm. was humongous for Moxley, and we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But I think Moxley could be that figure that you're looking for. He showed it this summer. It was supposed to be the summer of Punk. It didn't work out. Who stepped up? Mm. Moxley. Moxley wasn't even supposed to be on tonight's episode. Who steps up again? Mm. Moxley. I think I think I will put a lot of my ships, half of them on NJF, half of them on Moxley, if I'm Tony Khan right now. No, yes. I totally sorry, sorry to interrupt you there, Justin, but I totally agree because like you said, he came out, he spoke with passion, with feeling, you felt the emotion that he had inside him. And not only that, it sounded like he took the bull by the horns, he took the reins, and he said, You know what? This locker room needs some leadership. I'm your guy. I can be that guy. No, and, so and, that, yeah. That's exactly it, Jimmy. I was gonna ask you to dissect the promo here because Moxley, while he's cutting this promo again, not saying names. But it felt like his promo, and then even later Jericho's, it felt like his promo, he was meta speaking to the audience who knows the elephant in the room that we're not allowed to talk about. And then he was right. kind of speaking, I want the ball. I want to be the guy, unlike others who want to, you know. Look after themselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, like like I, like I you said, and like I just just uh, reiterated, that, it, this was the best. I've I've seen John the most confident I've seen Moxley look and and you know what he made a great case for himself tonight and it, you know as someone who's not there to witness it I'm now thinking hey maybe he is the right choice to be the guy to lead the locker room I mean yes you have a guy like Chris Jericho there who could definitely be that locker room leader it should be that locker room leader with all things considered but at the same time you know Jericho has other projects in the works and may not be there full time. So, you know, maybe Moxley is your guy. He is the guy. Think about it. I mean, I get that uh, Jericho did sign on the dotted line before AEW became a thing. But who was the first person who showed up and took that leap of faith on AEW during that first pay-per-view, Double or Nothing? The person that showed up at the end of that pay-per-view is Moxley. And he's been here ever since and i personally don't think we will have what we have all of these people coming over all of these big signing returns blah 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 without a person like moxley taking that leap of faith i personally thought today 
he looked like a leader, like somebody that could really carry this brand. And for those first 20 minutes, again, I'll go back. I didn't think the show was perfect. It kind of fell apart after that, if I'm being honest with you guys. But for those first 20 minutes, I was like, CM Punk who? The elite who? We don't need them. <laughs> Look at what these guys are doing out there. And you have to give them props because you forgot all about the drama and you really got invested into this moment. Yeah. So real quick, let's take a let's take one final look at uh you know, we had this tournament which we're gonna get um you know a match later on. Do you obviously MJF is he's he's got a world title match inevitably happening because he has the chip. Um do you is it money in the bank style? Do you go out on Arthur Ashe with a bang with having somebody in the tournament win and then and then MJF right there challenging them and and, and do you end Arthur Ashe's grand slam with him as champion, or do you build to the next pay-per-view, which I uh, which one does that be full gear November? I think so. Yes. I is that November or is that February? They have another, I think the next pay per view is in November, I believe. So I'm, 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 November, you yeah. build a pay per view essentially for MJF to, to challenge for the world title is what I'm, what I'm asking. Jimmy, I want an MJF to cash in Sunday right after CM Punk won <laughs> and beat him and walk out of all out with the title. This will be a whole different story we will be telling tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that would be interesting. Like, kind of like uh, Seth did at WrestleMania, you know, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just too bad that they don't do the, their pay-per-views are not the day before their TV show because then you can have that cash in like Dolph did on that Monday night after Raw or something like that. But uh, I think build the match. Take your time. Don't rush it to TV. Take your time. Build that match. Make it feel like it's a big deal and do it on pay-per-view. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, yes, I understand that right now TV is where the money is, but at the same time, you want to sell a pay-per-view MJF's a guy you can sell a pay-per-view with against the right opponent. Right. And we still don't know. We, we don't know. We didn't get many answers tonight. We don't know what the connection between MJF and Stokely Hathaway's group is and their the, the story to be told, I, I would think. Right. Dylan Matthews, Action Bronson is number two. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, worst signing, Urban Meyer or CM Punk? Of course, looking at the Jacksonville. Wow. Jaguar. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Punk's fighting his coworkers. You Urban's can make an argument. Lap for dances one. from people that aren't his wife. I don't know. Right. I think it's all. Oh, none, none of it is life goals for anybody, I guess. So yeah. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Exactly. We'll leave it at that. All right. So uh, moving on. So yeah, a solid opening to the show. But then after that, it's 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 it's, it's kind of a mixed bag. We so we get the uh, yep. vacated trios title match here: Death Triangle versus Best Friends and Orange Cassidy. Danhausen makes an appearance in there. He throws out some curses. Uh, but ultimately, uh, pack from the top row, big finish. Death Triangle, your new trios champions. Issa, uh, uh, do you agree? Was, was that your pick, or did you think best friends in Orange Cassidy? It was my pick, but I feel bad for Orange Cassidy and best friends because they just can never win the big one. And it's just mm-hmm. like, where do you go from here with them? They don't win when they're in singles matches. They don't win in trios. I do appreciate the fact that we just crowned a brand, brand new champ. So like, there was no tournament. We just finished a long trios tournament for this. So I respected the fact that they were like, hey, you know what? We're just going to crown someone tonight. Made the show more interesting. Honestly, I would have put this in the main event. Me personally, I, I found this a lot more entertaining than the main event match. I was falling asleep throughout the main event. So I personally thought this should have been the main event. But overall, fun match. You, it's like you read my mind. It was, it, it's got it like, sorry, on the notes here. And not only, we'll get to it later, 
another reason why I think that match should have been at the main event because, but the match was exciting. Uh, yes, uh, you could say it was a spot fest, whatever the case may be, but that's what I was expecting in this match. What else were you expecting in this match? You know what I'm saying? It, 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 when, when, when you come to the conclusion that, Hey, I know what I'm going to get. Let me see if I can enjoy it. And they, th these guys work their butts off, man. All of them were really on point tonight. And, you know, they hit all their spots that they, they at times took their time selling, which is a little bit different in these yeah. matches. And, you know, yeah. uh, but uh, again, very entertaining, very enjoyable. And yes, Isa, we will talk at the end uh, during the last match why this one may be should have replaced that one. Well, you know, oh, yeah. to, the, to the placement of it, I mean, I, I, look, there was it, issues with the pace of the show when you started it so hot. Yeah. I had a lot of issues with the pacing of it. And even here, we went into this match before we even took a commercial break. There's no time mm -hmm. to process what Tony Khan announcement was. There's no time to process MJF's first promo. There's no time to process anything that Moxley just said when she cut a sick promo. Yeah. This match, mm -hmm. the action started before we even took a commercial break. And while I appreciated that, it was just a lot to give us where I feel like something that should have slowed it down should have been the first match while we process what happened so that we could really enjoy this match. But at this point, everybody's talking about everything that just went on. You're not really paying attention to it. Right. Yeah, which is fair. And again, I do say, you know, he had to, he had to basically probably rewrite this entire episode. And and so I, I th this is entertaining. And look, they also value the first half hour more than yeah, the first half yeah. hour is when you have your best audience. So maybe that was maybe that was part of the motivation is let's put this uh, up there. I guess. But I do. I mean, I, I have I have pros and cons for the main event once we get to it here in a few moments. Mm -hmm. uh, we got Penelope Ford versus uh, your interim women's champion, Tony Storm. Uh, Storm's going to counter the Northern Light suplex. She's going to get the win. Um, uh, Why? Uh, yeah, Why, I, well, Babar? Why? The, the problem I have with it, which I can go on a rant about, is... Go ahead. Well, uh, what, what was it called? An eliminator title match? What, what was it called? Yeah. An unnecessary match. That's what it was called. <laughs> this is the problem I have, which I see with the other company as well, where you have champions on television uh, having matches in non-title matches that you were the challenger or the the, the person the that's that they're facing the non-champion has to beat the champion in order to get a championship match. To me, that makes absolute zero sense. If you get in the ring with the with the with the title holder, that title should be on the line. Uh, or if unless it is a non-title match for a reason, not a non-title match where you have to beat the champ in order to get a shot at the champ. To me, that makes absolutely zero sense. Go on, Isa. Mm -hmm. Look, you did it at the pay-per-view. When, when, if you go back and watch All Out, they put the women after the trios match, one of the hottest matches of the night, and then you put the second women's match after the tag team title match, which was probably arguably the best match of the night, and now you did it again. You put the women after everything that I just discussed that went on, you just crown new trio champion. You just announce all of these title changes that are happening. You just had NJF, you just had Moxley. The women have to start being taken as a priority or just like keep them off TV at this point because it's it's more embarrassing to see what you're doing with them now than, than if you didn't even put them on the show. It's almost the same effort. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't really add much more to that, so we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> uh, the acclaimed are coming out. We all were wondering, could Max Caster have some material to rap with? But he's going to be cut off before he can do so by Swerve. We were robbed. Say it, Lavar. We were yeah, robbed. We were robbed. Yeah. Uh, 
Tony said, uh-uh-uh, I don't have time to be approving no raps tonight. Uh, Swerve Strickland interrupts them. Billy Gunn fires back. We got a scissor me daddy ass. Uh, this the, mm-hmm. Look, it, it, this is one of those organic things. I mean, the crowd was viciously against Swerve and our glory winning at all out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it looks like these two are going to take on each other at the Grand Slam show in two weeks. It looks like this is, this is the audible being called, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, of the people are just organically behind the acclaimed. I'm 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 absolutely behind it. That's fine. That's cool. And, and again, when you talk about people, whether heel or babyface, getting the re- desired reaction, they're getting a desired reaction right now. And boy, did Billy Gunn get a big pop. Daddy Daddy Ass is getting over. That's for sure. Jimmy, I got to give a shout out to our mutual friend uh, Dave Hero. Uh, Dave ah. had a tremendous post on the social today. Dave, uh, you know Dave. Dave's a long time. Mm-hmm. All, friends also with Billy Gunn and and Dave posted Billy Gunn, you know, twice in 25 years in his career, uh, he's managed to get you know different generations hooked on a catchphrase that's getting them suspended from school. Obviously, it was suck it 25 <laughs> years ago, and now it's scissor me, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Tremendous. Uh, so shout out to Dave. Uh, Issa, uh, where do you stand here on these tag titles? Does this need to be on the acclaimed, or do you say let's let's ride the stock on uh, Swerve and their glory? I'm excited to see the rematch. I hope that we can create uh, an atmosphere as organically magical as All Out felt. Like, I am sorry. I know a lot of people are going back and forward to this, but it did feel like the right time to call an audible and just let a day one AW tag team win the titles here. Um, And the the fact that this rematch was made in the middle of the press scrum, which was just such a hot mess that at this point, Tony Khan is just looking for something, right, to give the fans at this point. But I'm excited for the rematch. I really like the acclaim, and I'm pissed off we didn't get to see the rap. You don't realize how over these Max Caster raps are until somebody robs you of them. So I'm still angry about it. But again, from a legal standpoint, maybe because he, he can't, <laughs> if he goes out and raps and he doesn't mention anything about this, People are only almost disappointed that he's losing his fastball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, a, there was. I, I saw so many tweets today of people like tweeting out what this bars could have possibly yeah. been tonight. Like there was a big expectation. So I'm with you. If he's not allowed to say anything, you might as well just, not even let him say yep, anything. Yep. Right. Take yeah. take his take his pitch away from him. Don't even don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't take his pitch away. From him. Don't even let him get to the mound. <laughs> right. Um. Don't even let him warm up in the bullpen. I mean, like hey, right. But uh, they did do that at least. Anyways, uh, they teased it. So they did. Uh, so we got heat on swerve so i'm okay with yeah all right chris jericho backstage he said he's found the fountain of youth and drank it in man uh he also then proceeds to cut a promo but he this seems to be a live promo he does say next week when i take on danielson and that's key because danielson has not yet took on Mm -hmm. hangman page so it kind of sounds like jericho might have spoiled it uh, and then later we'll we'll get to it later when the match is actually taking place commentary is really trying to cover up by trying to say mm-hmm. oh jericho's just picking danielson he's picking him he's in his mind he's already written page off but let's not mm-hmm. count page off but um yeah fun promo but that, that's certainly i saw myself notice it and i saw the internet notice it that that, that jericho seemed to have spoiled uh this match before it even happened right no it it, 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 it sometimes you have uh what they call a, a brain fart and, you know, even some of the best uh, talkers in the world, like Chris Jericho is one of the best talkers. Uh, he had one. What can you do? You know, it, it happens to the best of us. And, and again, if this show was being thrown together so last minute. Exactly. You know, you're, you're kind of like, OK, I'm being told I'm doing a tournament now. I'm fighting Brian next week. 
maybe you don't even realize that Brian hasn't had his match yet before you had the promo. So it's just kind of like, and you right. never know. Maybe, maybe Jericho thought that this, uh, this interview was being taped for yeah. after the match. You never know. Like, yeah. Yeah. All, all kinds of things here. Uh, Bear Hudson super chat says this week has been hard on me. Oh yes. Uh, but you guys have both made this week easier for me. Thank you all for being my light in the midst of darkness. I love you all. Well, thank you, Bear. Thank you, we Bear. love you too, Bear Hudson. Yeah, man. We were thinking of you, buddy. You're in our prayers. All right. Yeah. Uh, always, always happy if we can do some some positive, uh, mm-hmm. positive vibes. All right, my boy, TNT champion Warlow out to the rain to take on Tony Nice. This one is straightforward. It is three power bombs. Clock out, Tony Nice. Um, yep. Thanks know, for coming. Yeah, Wardlow cuts a promo. He just basically reminds everybody this is Wardlow's world. Uh, look, uh, obviously you're in the midst now of crowning a new world champion again with the tournament again. Uh, but let's not like forget you have your next then highest ranking singles title for the male, which is TNT title, and a guy who is over like Rover. Mm-hmm. Let's start putting some. This is a guy who was hot as hell at the start of the summer, and then we get to all out, and he's in a six man tag team with FTR going up again, like. Hmm. let's utilize them mm-hmm. yeah that jimmy let's utilize them absolutely utilize them this is a guy like you said is hugely over and organically over with the audience they love this guy yep. they want to have a reason to cheer him because they like him so give him a reason instead of getting him uh, i don't want to say lost in the shuffle in a six-man tag which kind of what it felt like to me you know i, I, yep. I get it it but he needs to be a solo act, so to speak. Yeah. You, know, you know, obviously he can have friends, guys that he can count on if needed. But at the same time, he's a monster. He should be able to take care of people by himself as well. Yeah, there's lots of reasons, lots of reasons to cheer for Wardlow. However, I'm here for the rebuild of the TNT title, for the rebuild of his reign. He's moved on from NJF. NJF is interested in something else. I need this title to be defended on pay-per-view, on these TV specials. I don't, I see Warlow for what, three years almost, being part of a faction. I wanna see him stand alone and stand strong. So I'm excited for possibly the rebuild of Warlow by himself. All right, wild card round match, Brian Danielson versus Hangman Page. This one, they gave it uh, a... Also something that could have been the main event outside of what actually was the main event. What? Uh, well, well, we got to get that ROH brand. It's time. Yeah. Uh, Brian Danielson versus Hangman Page giving almost a half hour here. Uh, finally, I mean, so much of this match. Go check this out. Uh, yeah. Hard hitting. I mean, uh, just yeah. so much here. Solid. Uh, Absolutely solid. Right, right. It really was. Great story. Uh, all yeah. of the above, you know, it, it checked, it checked all the boxes. You know, they, anyway. No, no, checked all the boxes. I was just going to get the finish and Jimmy keep going. Uh, Brian, basically he ducks the buckshot lariat and basically counters that into basically, basically an O'Connor roll up, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, this is, a, and I, I love this and, and I, I want to give props to whoever Brian page, Tony mm-hmm. Khan, whoever the agent was. I love the WWE used to do a lot of this in the early nineties. I love when you have two guys who are baby faces to the crowd, you have no plans of really turning them. Uh, you give them a hard fault match. And I love the, Oh, it was just a matter of three seconds, you know, yeah. uh, D- D- Davey and Brett, SummerSlam 92, you know, it was just a quick, who could, who could just yeah. get that shoulders down. Uh, Brett Piper mania eight, 
Mm-hmm. Sleeper mm-hmm. Piper's got the sleeper. Brett just kicks his feet up, is able to just propel his weight back and pin Ronnie's shoulders. I uh, O'Connor roll. I love just quick. Nobody knocked the other one out. Nobody made the other one tap. It was just a matter of just we fought so hard. We went tit for tat, and I just got you for three seconds. I love right. it. Two good yeah. professional wrestlers being good yeah. at their jobs. Absolutely. Yeah, like 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 you guys said, it was solid. It was great. Uh, at times, you saw the uh, some people might think that the crowd was a little at times quiet for this, but I think they were just very attentive to the match and didn't want to, they were more interested in watching the match as opposed to trying to get the cheer in, so to speak. So Danielson versus uh, Jericho next week in the semis Mm -hmm. winner, winner goes to the finals. Right. Who do you guys got? Um, I would like to say, knowing knowing MGF is lurking around. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, If if it wasn't uh, for, MJF lurking around, I would say uh, Chris Jericho, but uh, I, I agree. I think Brian Danielson. I, I I was going back and forth doing a watch along cheap plug on my YouTube channel, and mm-hmm. I went back and forward with this because I feel like okay, if the goal is to have MJF cash in as soon as we crown this brand new champ and have MJF become the new AW World Champ, then I don't want to see somebody like a Moxley have a ring that's gonna end in a day like what happened with this last one right so at the same time i'm thinking okay do i want somebody to move on in the finals to be somebody that i wanted that i wouldn't mind seeing taking a quick pin like this if that's the case then i will say jericho because i don't feel like jericho will be hurt from losing especially when he has such a long field with mjf um in ring wrestling wise i think it'll be because they're both part of the black combat club and all that i think seeing moxley and brian at the end would be interesting, but I just I love this match, and it could have again I would have put the trios title just because you crown new champs. But if that wasn't my main choice for main event, this would have fallen second. What they put as the closing match was a big fail for me in the way that the show paced. I personally thought this could have main event that these men have have history. Remember, they went on for 60 minutes on an episode of Dynamite, and neither one of them got the win. This isn't a first time throwaway match, they have history and they killed it tonight and only a few people in professional wrestling can make you look bad like can make you look good in defeat and brian is one of those people where i feel mm-hmm. like okay hangman is a former world aw champ and i don't think he looked any worse from losing mm-hmm. to brian here i love this mm-hmm. hey, jimmy am i am i reaching here i didn't actually reference this earlier i should so it, jericho as we kind of focused on maybe spoiled that danielson was going to win but mm-hmm. in his promo he really had some conviction he even screamed as his closing tag. This is my locker room, and nobody's mm-hmm. nobody's going yes. to take yes. nobody's going to take it away from me. Right so on the same line with Moxley of, you're not allowed to say certain people's names tonight, mm-hmm. but the crowd is going to read between some lines. Yes. Yeah. Um. So Jericho saying that. If you're Tony Khan, and if you're trying to restore your locker room, if you're trying to like just get this ship back in straight, mm-hmm. do you put the title on a guy like Jericho? Even though, even though it's not this first time, it's cha- do you do something like that just to reset things and say, just to try to you know get the balance of power back in in, in the right order? You can absolutely do that, and and it make and it would work because Jericho is just that damn good, and it may yeah. be a good d- direction to go in. Maybe he is the guy to kind of settle things down in that locker room and make it his locker room. Like I've told you, you know. Justin, when I was on SmackDown, Undertaker was our locker room leader, and he was not our leader because he chose to be the leader. The locker room chose him. And I think Jericho exactly. is the kind of, kind of guy that the locker room would choose as their leader. 
and they would listen to him and they would get behind him and uh, and accept the advice, whatever it is he has to give, because anybody who doesn't take Jericho's advice uh, needs to be re-examined. Let's put it that way. So having someone like a Jericho in that position would be a great, um, I hate to use the term reset, but uh, reset is a good, good Jericho term. should, he should bring in wrestler's court. Yes, he should, and he could be the judge. Call call Undertaker and say, "Hey, what's your what's your hourly uh, freelance rate to be a judge?" <laughs> exactly. Meet us at the well, hotel. The, yeah. If you think about it, according to the rumors and the things that we know, when Jericho came into that press conference, everything that was going on backstage had already fallen apart, and the way that man just calmly spoke to the press, like knowing that it was a mayhem backstage, and he still went on and and did his thing. Props to him. He's a veteran. He's the yeah. voice of experience in that locker room. Yes. Yeah, I mean the guy. You know the guy. You know, look, he 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 came up through chaotic times in WCW. Um, you know, uh, you know. I mean, he uh, he's he's a guy who's it's been documented. He got got in the face and got a little hubbub with Brock Lesnar. I mean, mm-hmm. Jericho's not afraid of. Uh, he's he's going to stand up for himself. He's going to stand up for his <laughs> his his locker room, so to speak. So. Imagine exactly. being Sting though. Like, didn't Sting see this with WCW and so with TNA? He's probably sitting backstage at AW, like, not again, please. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Sting drinks anymore, but if he did, I could just see him down the hall sitting Wish, on a wishing. Sit, just he's just sitting on a he's just sitting on an equipment box, just taking a sip. Him, take, him and William Regal just oh like sharing yeah. shots with each other. Like, he, what did we get ourselves? He's into? taking yeah. he's he's taking a drag and he's just going these mm-hmm. fucking kids. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about. It's like there's a lot of veterans in this AW locker room that are probably looking around, going like Dusty Rose, like, what are we doing here? Like, what is happening? I'm too old for this. <laughs> All right, up next, Stokely Hathaway. He starts. Uh, he's got his comp- He's got his uh, entourage out at the uh, on the stage. Um, yeah, w. Morrissey, the, the 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 Gun Boys. Lee Morardi, Ethan Page. Uh, just as Stokely's starting to cut his promo, he's getting interrupted by a stagehand, basically saying we're out of time. Uh, they proceed to beat up the stagehand. Um, so just a little bit of kind of just a, a way to highlight and feature this this <clears throat> this this faction that Stokely Hathaway is putting together. And I said it earlier, and I say it again: uh, is there a is there a piece of the puzzle that needs to bridge them with MJF based upon the what we saw it all out. So, uh, uh, Issa, what did you make of this segment? It was pretty quick, but obviously, obviously they have a plan here with Stokely and his entourage. I'm going to keep it very real with you, Labar. I could not focus on this because the way of Morrison's, um, Morrison's hair was like, it was weird. Morrison, oh, like, he had like a weird side come over and I couldn't stop staring at it. So I have no idea. What Jimmy, you, you, you're said. like me. You hardly have any hair. What yeah. were you focusing on? <laughs> no, me. It just, like you said, it was quick and, and to me didn't do anything to enhance the group. Yes, there is a, probably a plan for this group. They wanted to get them on television in any form, fashion possible. And that just felt like that's how it felt to me. It felt like they hey, just need, I, I wish they would have given us a reason or, yes. or come out with MJF or why do you do you participate in this? That's what and we didn't get mm-hmm. that, so I wasn't in I wasn't invested or interested. Again, I right. think we will, but again, the rewriting this whole show. I think that <laughs> I, I think that they're yeah. trying to get through Arthur Ashe and then we'll we'll start more long term yeah. long term yeah. storytelling after that. And hit that they could he could but, at least came out and said, I sold my soul to the devil. Like, at least say that, you know, yeah. like something. <laughs> I, 
wonder how much it costs them to play Rolling the Rolling Stones song at all out. Too like, much money. Uh, Too much money. Really want to know. I that's mean, probably like, why Sam Punk was so mad at that press conference because that yeah. probably got taken out of his bonus or something. <laughs> well, yeah, how can he be mad? They they pay whatever they gotta pay to Living Color for cult of personality. I mean, you know. I, I doubt that the rate is the same as a yeah. one time Rolling Stones like yeah. song. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair, fair. BDE uh, for MJF to come back with that song. It was pretty cool. I will say one thing. I I, I, I love the way that this was executed. I didn't like the voicemail. Like, and, and, that, and maybe it's because yeah. we had the press conference to fall back into, but just to hear uh, Tony Khan just begging NJF to come back after NJF just completely trashed him on television, it just makes mm. you question his leadership skills. So I wish it would have been more like, if you don't come back by all out, these are going to be the consequences kind of voicemail mm. instead of what we did get. Yeah, agreed. Mm. Completely agree. Fair. <laughs> made him, it made him look like a weak owner. Yeah, but honestly, if NJF walked out of my life, I would leave him a voice note begging too, and I never do that. So right. mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's all fair. Um, yeah, it's funny we get, the, we get the voicemail as part of storyline, and then an hour later, he's got actual talent, mm-hmm. you know, Crazy. fighting each other. Um, so, all right, main event time. It's the Ring of Honor pure title. Mm. I, I don't get it. I, I don't, and, and I, I like, actually, I'm going to say this. I'll, I'll say positive here in a second. I enjoyed what I saw and what it is, and, and, and there's different rules, but I agree to the point of this is AEW Dynamite. Why do we insist on putting your your secondary little brother brand that you bought, your, your other sandbox to play in, why does that have to be your main event? I don't, I don't, I, I don't get it. Now, I, now, I, I guess the counter to this, Jimmy, is mm. Daniel Garcia is challenging for this title. He's the hometown guy, and that did work in the sense of the hometown crowd made it sound like it was a big deal. I gotta give them that they made it sound like it was. Well, no, 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 it's not a whoop de doo. Mm. If the crowd would have been on their hands, different. But the crowd mm. made it seem like this was that the Daniel Garcia is the biggest thing in Buffalo since. Uh, since, since Josh Allen, so I, I'm kind of torn here. No, I get I get that, but he's a hometown guy. He's going to get that reaction regardless. It doesn't matter. Uh, the stuff they did afterwards with uh, with uh, Daniel Bryan, uh, Daniel Bryan. There we go again. Brian Danielson coming out and and, and putting the uh, title belt on uh, on uh, Garcia meant a lot more to me. But at the same time, like you said, a couple of things here. Uh, you know your ROH title is hot, is is main eventing on your AEW show when you have AEW titles being defended on the show that just makes them feel beneath the secondary brand that's the, uh, uh, I don't even know how to explain it properly and at the same time you have a match here it's it's the pure championship under pure rules where rules are enforced when the rest of the show <laughs> rules don't seem to be as important. Yeah, I, I was going to get to that with you. Um, so again, for, you know, the, the pure title, you know, you only get three rope breaks, closed right. fists or a warning. You get, yeah. You get two warnings. Um, what else do we have? DQ title can change hands on DQ. They have judges. There's judges. Uh, and I was going to ask you, I mean, I, I, I'm all for trying to make something different. It's hard to come up with anything that's different anymore in wrestling. Everything's pretty much borrowed or stolen. But to your point, it is a very contradictory 
you know presentation of a match that they don't do on their also also it's an roh title they have an roh ring announcer they have they they have somebody who they never even put on camera but a new voice a new just voice of god roh Mm -hmm. commentator that's on this commentary desk Mm -hmm. but yet it's still an aew referee Mm -hmm. (laughs) that doesn't make any sense if you have new rules and this is a new a different motion shouldn't the referee have different shouldn't they have different at least I will say this: Paul Turner is a former ROH referee, so they at least they had the right referee, right. the right AEW referee in the ring for this. But at the same time, like you said, having that type of match in that setting just didn't work for me. I don't know. It just and you he could said, tell that the crowd wanted to get into it, but just it was a little too different than what they wanted. I think. Issa, I challenge you to a wrestling podcasting pure title. No clue. I will never be able to win a purity belt. That's what I call this thing. I don't even know what it is. It's a purity belt. It's not my style. I will never be able to win it. Can you wear white on your wedding day, young lady? No, I will never get married. So that's not an issue here. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) the the, the two less street people in all of AW come out with a rapper. Like, I don't even know which one came out with the rapper, but it was just like, yeah, this ain't it. First of all. Second of all, it was. It was like the match was great. These two guys are so talented in skill, like in ring skill availability. But the lack of charisma, if you're not invested in this, it will put you to sleep. I'm sorry. It was just not it. And in a show that was so full of so many moments, so many highs, so many good matches, not saying that this wasn't good. I'm saying it wasn't my top choice for main event. And maybe like you said, they were trying to keep the crowd hot while it was going because you do have the best ratings. Everybody was going to tune in at 8 p.m. and see what was going down. But it felt like there was a lot of things that felt bigger than this. Mm. I hate to even say it this way. This could have been on rampage okay and that's probably the the worst compliment that you can give someone in aw television this could have been on rampage uh overall great uh daniel garcia got his moment the brian came out and like put the title like the the chastity belt around his way good stuff let's go like, they killed my bus i was drunk they killed half of my bus no no <laughs> what were you drinking Hang on, Jay. What yeah. was you, what were you I drinking? I was drinking, oh, Bacardi. I was drinking shots of Bacardi. Jesus, calm down. Wow. Listen, it's been a long weekend, okay? There you go. Tremendous. <laughs> Cheers. No, the, the, I, the, I at least put a mixer with my liquor. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of. Uh... I, ha- I have passion fruit juice, but I mean, straight up shots are a lot more fun, especially when you're watching this two go for the purity belt. Yeah, exactly. I wish I, I almost went down to get my ouzo. I was gonna say, Jimmy, Jimmy, but, had to, but held back. Jimmy, don't don't tell Jimmy. me you're drinking coffee during this whole thing. No. <laughs> I saved those for the rants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. ROH pure title main event. I mean, overall, it just no. It, it's not that it was a bad match, but you, you know what I mean. It it just didn't fit in with the rest of the show. Just, and again, you're having an ROH title main eventing an AEW show, and yes, I get it. The owner is the same. As uh, you know, it's the same guy, but at the, at the same time, that's like having, uh, let's say, an NXT match main event raw one weekend. Yeah, you know, what I mean, it just it, it it wouldn't fly. Yeah, yeah, I I I I agree to the point of um, good for you that you own ROH too. Now they need to find some. Uh, yeah, designate make it designate that there is a fifteen minutes of every rampage. It's ROH. 
or ROH and, 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 and I get why it, some people will enjoy it. I'm a I'm a I'm the proud president of the big meaty men slapping meat association, and this was far from that. So yeah. you know, if you ask me about what my this was match, this was pigs in a blanket slapping meat. <laughs> this was not. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. It's like I get that this isn't for everyone, and and I'm not one of those people, right? But it just I just I. They were great in the ring. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah. For main event in the middle of the show, yes. I would have not mind it. There was just right. so many matches that had so many more things at stake that felt bigger than this one. Mm-hmm. But again, I go back to I wonder. He's on a two-day deadline to rewrite a show. Are you just looking for you know Paige and and um and Danielson filled a half hour? Uh, you know, MJF and Moxley occupied 15 like are you just in in the in the in the struggle you are to handle are you just looking for things that reliably can just fill time that's no but see but you have to think too uh what put what do you put in that last spot yes we know that people are going to tune in at eight o'clock and i think they did a great job with uh uh you know how they started off the show and they had some really they had some good matches during the show but you also got to think what match can i keep people uh to stick around for. And when you're advertising that this is the match that's going to main event the show, you may have people who have tuned in because of what they've heard over the weekend going, wait a minute, ROH pure title is main event of the what, 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 what? And you may actually do the reverse. Well, yeah. and I'll say that, if I'll say I that. wasn't covering it, I wouldn't know. Stay tuned for this. If I'm being like, honest no, with you. agreed. No, I'll say that too. Mm-hmm. 9:45 came around, and I and actually I said to myself, I was like, and again, it's not nothing against Garcia or, or Wheeler, but I was like, if I wasn't doing the podcast, then I, I probably right. just yeah, I, I would have <laughs> let it happen, and I would have gone on social and found some clips or whatever. Yeah, you know, I agree. Um, it's exactly. not a knock on them; it's just a knock on like, the context of everything. Um, but look at look yeah. at Monday Night Raw; like they put Bobby Lashley in the midst in the main event; like they're not. Like they, 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 I, I feel like there's a lot of good matches on, but they're still putting whatever the biggest, the biggest thing at stake is at the mm-hmm. end of the show. Even if you're making people stay three hours until ten forty-five at night, and I feel like even though you own Ring of Honor, crowning new trios champ, or moving on on this world title tournament is the talk of the town right now, and that should have been in the main event spot. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a wild time right now in pro wrestling. <laughs> Everything is yeah. crazy. AEW is crazy. WWE's got new. W, uh, we didn't even have it as a news story, but real quick, WWE um, only down three percent this week for the Raw viewership. That's pretty big because it was Labor Day. Uh, they mm-hmm. actually pretty strong, all things considered. Better. How better happy than. are you that Braun Strowman is back? Because as soon as I saw him come Bruh! back, I freaking. I thought about you, and I was like, God, why am I thinking about... I remember you telling me at that Raw after Mania 33 that Braun was the guy, and me telling you, no, he's not, and me being right. Issa and I almost came to, like... Issa and I almost reenacted the Punk versus EVPs scenario (laughs) several times. Our friendship friendship almost ended over Braun. Several times in Brooklyn. Several times in Brooklyn after Braun and, and Brock... And I'd like to say I was right. You can admit it too, Justin Lavari. It's okay. You can say it. Well, no, you weren't right. You just had the 
benefit of being on the side of what the booking committee was doing, what Vince was doing. You're not right. I mean, but you know, like, no, I was right. Braun never beat Brock. Like that was the whole argument. Come on, Tremendous. it's been years, Justin Lamar. You Missed opportunity. There you go. You can come to accept it. You're a grown man now. You have kids and everything. It's it's time <laughs> that you admit this, okay? I have kids. I want to set a good example. I don't want to give in to bullies like you that that, that are trying to tell me and trying to bully me into my and, and, and into. Oh, I might yeah. punch you next time I see you, but I'm not a bully. <laughs> oh my goodness! Be a star. Uh, All right. Well, um, on that violent note. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, knows. he'll buy me a drink and i'll be over it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we know what to get now bacardi <laughs> right yeah all right isa cheap plug away Hey, you guys can uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. I am so close to 20,000 subscribers. It's crazy. NYC Demon Diva on YouTube. You guys can find me. 20,000? 20,000. I know. Wow. You guys can find me here on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I'm take, I'm slowly taking over Wrestling Inc. They don't even realize it, but I'm slowly taking over. All right, calm down, CM Punk. You're, you're going to punk <laughs> this entire network here. Jimmy, go ahead. Uh, well, you can find me here on Wednesday nights with, with both uh, Issa and Justin. And you can catch me on Monday nights with uh, Triple J, myself, Justin, and uh, Jack Farmer, where we cover and review Raw and whatever the news is of the day. And also you can catch me weekdays in the morning, sipping my coffee and doing my infamous refing rants, where I just critique something and have a little fun with it. It's meant to be fun. That's all it is. And that's what wrestling is supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun and enjoyed. And if you want Amen. a referent t-shirt, you can get it at ProSNTs.com. Have you ever considered letting the referents be longer than a minute? I feel like a minute's just like, you know, oh, like... you can't... Uh, oh, well... I mean, look, I know what it's like in life. I mean, I've tried to sell people all in my entire life that a minute's longer than what it is. But mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes with Jimmy, I just I feel like I sometimes I want to do more. Like, I mean Oh, there there are times where I want to keep going and and Hey, what are you talking about? Oh, the rain. Maybe? Yes. Oh, maybe oh. <laughs> maybe there's another venue uh, where I could uh, you, Yeah. Hmm. Let me think about this. I think so. All right, well, he, he's ref and ranting for 60 seconds a day. Uh, I'm here on Mondays, Wednesdays, like you said. Uh, I'm back now with Busted Open every week, Friday, 10.30, Spar with Labar, myself, Dave LaGreca, Thunder Rosa, every single Friday. So I'll be there uh, 10.30 a.m. live on SiriusXM. Uh, if you want to tune in to Busted Open, or you can check it out after the fact. Spar on demand or on the podcast. Yes, Spar with Labar. Uh I've been sparring with Lavar over Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar for years now. So. And I'm gonna finally get my knockout punch. I got this is I finally have a feeling Braun is back. He is gonna get his he's he's gonna avenge my battle with you. I, just I, I'm gonna I'm sliding into his DMs right now and I'm gonna say that there's a just, mission. We have just, a mission. Remember, just remember both of you, I still do have my referee shirts, so Hey, hey, we have a ref. Justin, let's book it. Let's book it. Let's book it. <laughs> let's book it. That's fine. That's, book it. That's a great mania weekend attraction. I, I, it is. I, book it. That's fine. Um, all good here. Yes. All good here. Uh, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll do what I got to do to, to, to get Cordieris to be my personal Hebner, and I'll, I'll make this happen. No, I don't I'll, think I'll, so. I, I will bring him coffee from Puerto Rico. I will him pick this coffee beans myself just to buy oh. him off. Okay. I got this. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said that out loud. My bad. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't compete with you buying them coffee. Why? Why you can't? They don't have the coffee beans there in the burger. 
No, I took you to. I, I took you like. like I, I took you to. One, I, I took you and your wife to a wonderful diner here, but I, I think you would yes. enjoy coffee more than a, a, a dinner in the diner. Oh. <laughs> no, the dinner in the diner was good too. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it. Thanks to everybody. Uh, what a what a lit super chat, a lit chat room this has been tonight. Thank right. you very much. Uh, again, if you're listening after the fact, you know the rules. Tweet all of us. Tell us where in the world you are. How are you listening? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Love to hear it. I try to retweet as many as possible as long as they're appropriate. Um, uh, again, I'm Friday morning on SiriusXM. He's every day doing his ref and rant. She's doing her reactions to all things uh, in the wrestling world. Uh, stick with Wrestling Inc. At this point in time, news is constantly breaking. You don't want to miss a thing uh, because if you do miss a thing, you're going to be very out of the loop. So, WrestlingInc.com, like, subscribe, comment, do all the things. Thank you. Tweet, follow, tell us where you're enjoying the podcast. We'll talk to you next week. Oh, these are fun times. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.